Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey, guys, how's it going? Welcome to Starcastic Remarks. Sorry, I had to be a little silly there. Um, this is the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN. Next time you go and use draft. Kings Sportsbook. If you like what you hear today, please consider leaving us a five-star review anywhere you listen to your podcast. Click like and subscribe here on YouTube and also follow us on social media. James, how are you doing this fine evening as the Stars defeat the Carolina Hurricanes 4-2? Uh, pretty pretty great, honestly. You know, uh, it, it was back and forth the whole game, but the Stars never trailed, so that's always good. And that tends to skew shots a little, and we saw that tonight a little bit. And, but the Stars did good at weathering it, and Otter did great at stopping the the last one when he really needed to. That That's really where I look at the game for this one. It's it's that huge glove save after we scored our third one. But they, they weather the storm all the way down and just are able to pull it out. So... Lots of things to talk about in this game tonight, James. Uh, you could go all sorts of different directions. And the fact that uh, Chris and I talked about this on Sunday night and the fact that this is probably the toughest week that we will see from Dallas for their season. We have Carolina tonight. We got Nashville coming up, who is also a playoff team. And then we got a crazy nasty back-to-back uh, coming up this weekend. But for you, what was like the the biggest thing that you love to see from this team tonight? Because the way that kind of Razor put it, and it was perfect, it was a galaxy of stars that won the game tonight. It wasn't just one person. Yeah, that's that's really what it was mostly. But where I feel like that was most impactful was with the block shots and the hitting tonight too. Honestly, I mean, this it's a very hard forechecking Carolina team. And we didn't look like we were getting pushed around like we normally would be against these four checking teams. 
what I really like about this game, and I'll steal Joe Mama's uh, comment over here. This was a quality win. This was one of the wins that I've been kind of talking about this week and this whole season and the fact that, yeah, we're kind of taking care of business against the teams that we should beat. Not the way that I would want them to, but they still took care of business. But tonight, against a really good team who was playing really well, the Dallas Stars played absolutely well as well and won the game. So that that I think that's my favorite part of this game is just the quality win. We've had a couple of quality wins lately. Uh, not many that, that I, I can think of off the top of my head, but uh, Detroit for sure, that was a quality win against a really good team that's doing well right now. The games against Winnipeg earlier in the season when Winnipeg was doing a lot better. They're obviously not doing all that great right now. But what I really want to start with is Jay Gottinger, who has, I don't want to say he's done a complete 180 because he he wasn't bad, but he has been absolutely fantastic since coming back from the All-Star break. It's almost like he was refreshed by the All-Star break. He was relaxed. He was able to hang out with some of the best players in the NHL, maybe get some pointers on how to beat them <laughs> in the regular season. And man, did he do it. And none better than that save that he had on Michael Bunting. Yeah, that was definitely the biggest save of the year from him there. And that, that makes six, six straight for him. He He's won six straight games. That is, uh, that's a little insane. <laughs> And really, most of those, especially the last three, he has been like the main reason for the stars being able to pull out the win. It is it is not a sit back and your team kind of is just destroying the other team so you don't have to do much. It, it wasn't that at all, especially tonight. I mean, tonight the team helps him and he still has to make like 30-something saves. Well, and just the... The, the thing that's really nice about tonight's game compared to like, say the Buffalo game where we won two to one and it was all Ottinger. It was all Ottinger that game. That was ridiculous from him was the fact that he was just a contributor to the overall game. He was, he was one star in a galaxy full of stars who won the game tonight. And that was so refreshing to see. And the man that save when he, Oh my goodness. That was like, that's arguably his best save of the season. And are, I would say maybe even one of the best saves that I think I've seen from any NHL goalie this season. And I've watched a lot of hockey this season more than normal. So hopefully that continues for Jake Ottinger. I would ride him, man. I mean, let him play a couple of games. Maybe if if he's playing as well uh, going into these next couple of games, maybe play him both games on the back-to-back. That Ride the hot hand. So that's something that... Uh, would have been crazy that I would have said, you know, a couple months ago, considering how he was playing, but man, he was absolutely awesome tonight. Um, something else I wanted to get into, uh, well, actually let, let me get a couple of comp- uh, comments from, uh, Mato over here. He's got his confidence back or his swagger. Yes. You know, pick your word, whatever it is. Both are the same. James, what's the difference? Is it really just, he just needed to step away just like everybody else did. And that's kind of what got him his game back. I'm not, I'm honestly not sure. He just, it's, it's been after the injury, it took him a couple of games and he's come back and he's been like the otter that we expect from him all the time. And 
honestly, this is where he plays his best. He plays his best when the games are important. We talked about that last year all the time, especially in that Vegas game in the regular season towards the end of the year. I mean, that was a huge game for us, and Otter just like stole that one. It, it He just comes through when he knows the games mean more. It, they They obviously mean more to him, whether he thinks that consciously or not. It, it, it is always late in the season where we seem to see the best otter. Another guy that had a really excellent game tonight and just, man, for some reason, just could not hit the net to save his life. Ty Delandria. Uh, you know, he gets the call up onto the third line with the injury to Evgeny Dodonov, which really sucks because Dodonov was playing probably some of his best hockey of the regular season so far. And he really made the most of it. And unfortunately, fortunately, however you look at this, this is one of the reasons why he doesn't play on the third line and he's just a fourth liner. He just was not able to finish any of his uh, big opportunities here tonight. I mean, how many chances did he have tonight, James? Six. Like five or six? Six, including the like empty netter. Six, including the empty netter with him and the goaltender. And that was it. I mean, you have, I was screaming in the third period asking begging him to put one in the back of the net because it just kept happening i mean he's the only person who really got a great chance other than there was one time after he had a chance that they passed it to johnston in the slot other than that he had every chance for that line and that's how it always has been with that line that line when those two are together they always get great chances absolutely great chances and they all go to delhi every single one of them <laughs> and he cannot shoot to save his life man like it's so frustrating. It's so annoying. Like it shouldn't. It shouldn't be too hard to score goals with chances that he was getting. I'll come back to that in a second, Ardell. I see your comments over there, but I, I want to talk about that line in general tonight because uh, one of the things I love to see from this team. I guess there's two points to this. I guess I could say that third line was excellent tonight. I really thought they played they played really well tonight. They were getting a lot of chances. And uh, a game like this is right in Jamie Benn's wheelhouse. This is th the team that he played. They're a very physical team. Uh, they're, they go after you on the forecheck, heavy, hard. And it's, I mean, super aggressive, even on the penalty kill from uh, the Canes. And as a team overall, I thought they handled it okay. Now, they did have to make some adjustments with the D pairings. They mentioned it in the third period. You you saw Harley and Miro kind of up against that top line of Ajo for a little while. And I'll go ahead and give them props here. Essa Lindell and Yanni Hockenpah played excellent tonight. And this, I mean, this is the perfect game for those two guys like that. A very hard-hitting, very physical there was still some speed there too, but not as much as you could say from like the stars perspective. Yeah, definitely. And, and really Hockenpah had like two shifts in particular where he just hit every single person he saw that <laughs> like someone looked at him weird and, and they were hit and they were on the ice. It's, 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 it's nice when you can actually catch up to them and lay hits like he was tonight. And it, it, it showed how he can be a really strong defenseman in this league and why he he has been for us for a while now because you don't have to defend anyone if they're on their butts on the ice. <laughs> okay, so going back to Delandria a little bit, 
it, it's kind of not fair a little bit to to ask this question, but you kind of have to with the the injury to Evgeny Dodonov. He doesn't get take care of business tonight with the scoring chances. Ardell says, boot him. And who in favor? Stankoven. Do we see a call-up of either Logan Stankoven or, or Maverick Bork if, for some reason, Ty Delandria doesn't really work there on that third line? I think the team would have to stop winning games for that to happen. It's really, you're going to see Stankoven and Bork in the AHL until maybe the end of the season. Like, this is just how it works. Like, Harley was doing all really good last year down in the AHL as well, and he did not see NHL ice time until six games left when we thought we might need him for the playoffs. And he, and granted, we played him in the whole entire playoffs, and he played great. So you, you see that. I don't think we're going to see those two unless it is absolutely necessary. I know I everyone want to wants to see him. Uh, I know everyone me, does. I, do I want to see him. I want but to see him. It just with how this the, the stars organization has dealt with developing players, the likelihood that you will see him, even though the dawn of his hurt is it's it's very low. I I tend to agree with you. I I wish that wasn't the case, but. I mean, it kind of has to be uh, th those two guys are just lighting up the AHL like it's nothing. I still think they're one and two in scoring. They they're at the are, very they still are okay. I I was about to say they're at the very least top five. Both of them. They are the Connor McDavid and the Leandre Eisidel of the NA of the AHL this season. So yeah, they they uh, both average well over a point per game. Okay. Uh, Moving on to a couple more topics that I'm seeing over here in the comments section. Um, let's talk about Duchesne a little bit. Duchesne said the money is not as important to him as fit and legacy, and he really loves the fit here. And if he's able to work out a deal, that's something he will want to pursue. I'm assuming that is in reference to an interview that he did recently. I don't, I'm forgetting who Frank he did it Cervelli, with. There you I go. Thank you. Who he did it with. Of, uh, but... I think his daily face off yeah but so. if if we, again we talk about this all the time if we can sign them and it's not like a ridiculous amount that's what we want but the i still think the likelihood is low yes he's getting paid from nashville yes he wants to stay in the south but there are other teams in the south who will probably pay him <laughs> i really think we have a chance of keeping him I There's think we chance. have a chance. There is a chance. I just don't. It, it's all it, it up will... to him is the problem. Like we, we can say all we want on here and talk about it for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. It does not matter in if he has a different point of view. I mean, it, it's, I, I don't see a point in talking about it because it, it's, it's all up to him. It's what he wants. If he wants more money, he's going to go get it. If he wants to stay here, he's, that's what he's going to do. I mean, it's, it's one way or the other. And the thing is, is th there are so many different variables with him when it comes. I mean, that you have to include Stankoven in this conversation and Bork and Pavelski and, you know, the these guys that are also on expiring contracts. Like, I mean, do could we see something, you know, next year where Pavelski is either retired 
because he doesn't get an NHL contract or he's just he's with another team. The, I mean, that is a I don't even want to think about it. I, I want him on this team. And it, it's crazy to think that he might not be on this team. But you've got two guys who are just. I, I mean, there's nothing else for them to do in the AHL right now. They've proven their worth and their ability to play hockey. Now, out we of, haven't seen them out, up here yet. Uh, go ahead. There's like 10. A, so the, in the top 10 scores in the AHL, I think uh, six or seven of them are not playing in the AHL right now. So a, a lot of the players who score as many points as they do in the AHL are being played in the NHL pretty regularly now. It's just, it's, it's how it works. Uh, the stars obviously don't operate that way. And, Ne- never have really but it's it's it is interesting and they're going to be very good players and they've been the best in the ahl and that translates really really well into the nhl okay a couple more items here tonight uh that come more comments that i want to talk about uh broken michael hall i think it's just broke though uh what was Suter doing when otter made a save and the puck was loose arguing with the ref now this was really oh, interesting because uh... i noticed this I noticed this, and and she's obviously uh, referring to the bunting call that Ardell is kind of mentioning here. Uh, Michael Bunting, who scored, who apparently scored the third goal for the Canes, but it was separate, it, it was separate obvious. instances, Ryan. Separate instances. Oh, it was uh, the, okay. the the Suter Suter. This was on Otter's like amazing save. Okay, Suter. I, I think Suda thought the puck was in the back of the net. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I I think he was fully <laughs> expecting too. that the back of the net and he was arguing that there was there should have been goaltender interference which maybe you could have called it but it didn't matter because Otter stopped it anyway so uh <laughs> but maybe lack of confidence in your goaltenders save that one there is all i can think but yeah you, keep playing <laughs> please <laughs> hey guys it's ryan here We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Here's some odds for you for the Rocket Richard Trophy, which is the regular season top goal scorer. Obviously, right now, Austin Matthew leads the way. He's got a minus 330 in the odds. But you can also take a look at Sam Reinhardt of the Florida Panthers with a plus 650, David Posternock of the Boston Bruins with a plus 1,000, or maybe you can even go for Nikita Kucherov at a plus 2,500. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. 
Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. One of the interesting things I also thought about and that I saw from Suter tonight was after they scored that third goal, and sorry, this is what I was thinking about, was when that did go in, Suter was super calm, and he was just sitting there talking to the ref, and it, it almost, it literally looked like that the ref was asking him, hey, did the puck get pushed in? Did he shove Otter into the net? And I, I, I think he, you know, someone with that kind of stature who has had that many games that he's played, Ryan Suter has, I think he's got some street cred with the with the rest. I mean, he has to. And it definitely looked like on that play, at least, that... I mean, it was going to go to review either way. But seriously, that, that that's kind of cool and one of the reasons why you might keep Ryan Suter yeah. around. The, the only reason why that play is goaltender interference, by the way, is because like like if you poke the puck there and it goes under his pad and into the net and his pad doesn't move or moves a little bit, but not all the way across, it's Probably a goal, but the fact that they had an angle where you could see Otter's pad was on the puck the entire way back and into the net can't do that. That's all out. There were some Canes fans I saw just on social media that were complaining about it. I was like, like they were to- <laughs> totally completely non-biased. Like that was so obvious. I, I mean, it-, it couldn't have been more obvious. Otter just kind of looked at it. We're just like, it's really that one's really weird because those again, they, they can be called goals if the puck comes loose separate from the pad. But the fact that the pad was in front of the puck the whole time, it's it's clear as day. You're muted again, oh, Ryan. Sorry. One thing I wanted to mention before we get any further, and then I'll ask you, James, if there's anything I forgot uh, that you wanted to add that that line has kind of picked it back up again. They they kind of went through a little bit of a, of a, I don't want to say a down phase, but just where they weren't as dominant. Well, Sagan and, definitely did. Yes. Okay. That's he true. Went seven games without scoring. Yeah. Uh, but those three guys have just kind of picked it back up exactly where they were. And, you know, uh, hats off. Uh, Cause he doesn't, he gets a lot of uh, slack from a lot of people right now, but knows Lundquist. Uh, that play in the offensive zone, perfect patience, great pass to Marchment to allow Marchment to score that goal. Uh, what'd you see from that line tonight or Nils Lundqvist in that, in that particular case? Yeah, that, that, that line looked great. They've, they looked great after Sagan finally snapped that drought. And since then they've just been rolling the same as they were before. I mean, it looks like nothing, nothing has happened since, since Marchment finally put like two in the back of the net early on in the season. They've just rolled every team they've come into contact with. Sagan scoring like all of his goals on the, in even strength. I, I literally think he scored all of his goals even strength. Duchesne has 50 points on the season. Marchman is riding a six, game, seven game streak. Uh, two goals, seven assists for nine points, I think is what I saw uh, on the graphic earlier on the broadcast. But seriously, like this is, if there's any big surprise, that's the big surprise and the fact that all three of those guys have the amount of chemistry that that they do so it, it's just 
I, I love being being able to see those guys play. And weird weird stat that they mentioned on the broadcast was that of goals where everyone on the line gets an assist and a and a goal or a goal, right? So all three players touch the puck to create a goal. They have 18 of those, and that's second in the entire league, only behind the Avalanche's top line, which is a little ridiculous. That is a little bit crazy. That's absolutely crazy. All right, uh, I'll leave the floor open to you, James. Anything that I have not mentioned that needs to be mentioned tonight? A, a big thing with the first line getting rolling. I mean, P- Pavelski kind of was struggling for a little bit there. And then he has that great pass to hence that hence somehow scores because the goaltender thinks his slap shot wasn't a slap shot. Then it was a slap shot. Uh, that first goal was really, really weird to, to the just open shot. it. Yeah. And he just opened up the five hole for hints, which is his favorite spot to go. <laughs> and it went right through him. I mean, it was it was like he did it intentionally to let the puck in. But regardless, Hintz gets the goal on that, and then Robo gets an, the what ends up being the game-winning goal off of kind of a broken spit-out play. But he gets the puck, and he rushes in and just stares down the goaltender and sinks it. I mean, that, that's it, it's a huge game from our top two lines because the, the Sagan-Marchman-Duchesne line is huge as well. But it was it was still bigger from the top line, and we needed them to be when Delhi decided he didn't want to put anything in the back of the net. What What did you see from the defensemen tonight, James? What was your favorite part? Because the, they they seem to pull these games out of nowhere, where all six of the, them, excuse me, all six of them looked great tonight. I really thought all I, six of them played well. The one I don't exception. Know if- the one exception I would say is Harley on, on that one goal. That was yeah, Harley was Harley was struggling with the four check all night. Honestly, there was a there was another one that they that the Hurricanes should have scored on where they pinched Miro off the puck and Harley just kind of did nothing and it went to the front of the net. The dude backhanded it and it hit the crossbar and bounced up. So he got lucky there again. And the the second the second one is just that's pretty inexcusable. It's just. The way that it went in isn't really his fault. They it went to the front of the net, hit Pavelski's stick that had fallen out of his hand, went to the dude's the hurricane stick, who kind of swiped at it. It kind of went forwards, <laughs> hit the hurricane skate, and then went into the net. That was their second goal. Okay. Well, he got beat three times though. He made three rough defensive plays there within the same 15 second span before that Agreed. goal kind of bounced around and went in. They pinballed in literally. Agreed, but it was still a lucky goal. But yeah, Harley struggled with the four check all night long, honestly. He he got pinched off on some of them and he did he did get it out on some too, but when you're when you're sitting on that top pairing as on that top pair, sorry. And you're expected to get the puck out and you only get it out like half the time. That's not good enough. <laughs> anyway, if y'all want weird stats on the night, Delhi oh had God. six shots on the night. And uh, that's a little insane for him. And the, the first goal is kind of on that third line too. That's the other thing that I didn't really mention. The third line looked great offensively. And they had that one miscommunication at the beginning of the second that looked really, really poor. And it was just miscommunication between Delhi and Johnston. And that's why the dude's so wide open. The time on ice for defensemen is a little weird. Not like over the top weird, but just different. Mira Haskin in 23 42. Essa Lindell, second 
with 2134, Harley with 2033, Hockenball with 2018, Suter with 1808, and Nils Lundqvist with 1432. So, I mean, more than That's you would a- expect for Nils Lundqvist, but still, still, he played a lot. He's played a good amount of minutes tonight, and it was it, it was kind of spread out more. It wasn't Miro playing over 27 minutes like he sometimes does. And then the guys of Hawkenpaw and Lindell, when they got switched onto that top pairing, which, by the way, or but to the top line of the Her- Carolina Hurricanes, that was a fantastic move by Pete DeBoer. But that gets them some more extra ice time tonight. So another way you could look at the stats and say that, you know, all six defensemen did okay tonight and played pretty well. Yeah. And it's it's really... Nice to see that we can trust Hockenpah and Lindell with more even strength ice time because they've looked really rough on the penalty kill. And tonight it was, they only had to do it once and it it was, eh, you know, we gave up some chances. They made smart plays when it broke down. There were multiple times where it broke down and it just had to be the otter and the shooter because if you give the pass across, it's, it's a dunk. And both both times that that situation popped up, they made the right choice and just made sure that the pass was not getting across. So you want to not be in that situation at all, but that that's just kind of how it is sometimes. The Hurricanes don't score on it anyway, so uh, that's great. But yeah, uh, more even ice time overall is going to be better for the team as a whole. And I think more of the reason why you're seeing uh, Lundqvist ice time down is because it's a hard for checking team and he does make those turnovers in his defensive zone quite often. They did utilize the high flip a lot tonight, which is exactly the way to deal with it uh, against a heavy for checking team like the Hurricanes. And like, even if it gets to the blue line and the Canes were able to keep it in, the it seemed like there was a Stars player there to kind of mop it up and to get it out. So I thought as a Team defense overall, that was really impressive to me, too. Uh, one more interesting stat. Uh, do, did we talk about hits yet? I don't remember if we talked nope. about hits. Okay. Uh, obviously, the not big surprise at all, Yanni Hockenpah, nine hits tonight. That's huge. Suter with five hits tonight. And then also Mason Marchment with three hits tonight. So there, this team found a different way to win tonight. It was a very different way than what they normally do. Normally, they finesse their way to the win with multiple goals and stuff like that off the rush. Tonight was a very physical game. And th- this is this makes me feel better about the playoffs because when they do go up against a team like, you know, Minnesota of last year or Seattle, who had very heavy forechecking teams, that allows them to be able to play that game, and they've shown tonight that they can successfully do that. Yeah, and they didn't score their goals differently, mind you. You said that they didn't score it off the rush, but they did. All their goals came off the rush, every single one of them. But it it, it, it was playing in their own end, playing more physical when the team was being physical on you and trying tr- at multiple times they were trying to do a cycle, and that's when you saw Hockenpah just go off on them. He just hit like three people in a row, and then their cycle stops because they can't they can't get back around into the right position. That that is it was a great really great game for Hawk and Paul. It's a, to be fair, it's a perfect matchup for him. <laughs> like if he matches up against the hurricanes, that is who he wants to play against that. Who that's who he's going to be most effective against. But I mean, to their, to their credit, they 
they they did do that. And th- we probably wouldn't have seen that even like two or three weeks ago. And th- th- this has to be the first time that we've out hit a team on the scorecard because hits were 30 to 24 for the stars. Uh, that'll probably never happen again for the rest of the season until we play the hurricanes again in like a week and a half. <laughs> but like it, it's, it, it is nice to see them be more physical. I think I know who your biggest winner is tonight, James, but do you have a biggest winner, biggest loser? Um, I'll go biggest loser first. Uh, because uh, it, I want to do Biggest Loser first. So <laughs> I'll go with Ty Delandria for my Biggest Loser. Uh, you you have to sink one of those six. He had five with the goaltender, and then I'm counting the sixth one as the one that he had when the net was open, and he skated into the offensive zone. You have to score it. Fair. I'll, I'll do my Biggest Winner. I'll give it to Yanni Hockenpah. I mean, he this this was one of his best games that we've seen him play. And that hopefully this is a reminder to him that he doesn't just have to play this way against teams who have this similar style. He can do this against any teams. Now he's got to be careful that he doesn't get put out of position, obviously, because he's not he's he's not a quick guy. He's not like a finesse guy. He's very much a big body and able to kind of bully guys around. But he can do that against other teams. We just haven't seen him do it that much. And like one of the few times he does it, great game. It's probably arguably his best game of the season. Yeah, and it, and he did get put out of position a couple of times. That's where you need your defensemen or your sorry your forwards to come back and cover for him, especially when he's basically the only one on the team hitting. Cover for the dude. I mean, he's he's destroying <laughs> destroying the people who were being bugs tonight. For a, a biggest loser, I'll give, give it to Delandria, too. And it's not because he had a bad game. He had an excellent game. He played a great game, had numerous scoring chances. But, dude, you can't Matthias Yanmark this stuff. You, you, got, you got to get a chance in. You got to score. I really have a feeling that with the Donoff out for a while, we're going to see him go off in one of these games. I mean, it felt at, like he should have had three tonight, at least. At least. Yeah, exactly. He had, I mean, all of his shots seemed like they were chances tonight. So, but he's my biggest loser, not because he is a loser, but just couldn't, you know, get a goal to save his life. Yeah. And I have a special biggest winner tonight, Ryan. Okay. Uh, Mr. Patriarchy is going to join us here because Mr. Patriarchy did something today on the disc golf course. He finally threw one in from the team pad. So you got your hold of one. He congrats to father for his first <laughs> oh, ace yeah. on the course. 230 oh, yeah. in uh, months in hole 17 from the red D and chucked the sucker and called it ahead of time with, with the disc that I wanted to ace with. Where so, is that a photon? So, yep. The photon. So, so we had a great night. He was in is. a great mood. Uh, I got wings out of it. I'm pretty happy. So, <laughs> Okay, that's a cool thing to end off on. Oh, and, you know, since Dad is here, I completely forgot. Uh, he, I, I wanted to uh, to mention somebody that he talked to me about just last week. Uh, I wish I remembered their names. Dad's going to have to help me with their names here in a, in a, a little while. But... Uh, he went to a restaurant called meet you anywhere up in trophy club. And there was just a couple of guys up there who are really big hockey fans who, uh, 
dad kind of talked to for a while. I really wish I knew their names. Zach is one of them. And then there is the, another one was, uh, it, 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 I hate, I hate when I do that. I can't remember your name. I'm sorry. It's Zach and somebody else. Thank you guys for, uh, hopefully giving us a, a chance on this show. We appreciate y'all. And, uh, we do appreciate you talking to our dad. Cause anytime you can find hockey talk in the South, it's great and it's fun. And it doesn't happen very often because everything is about the Cowboys. So everything. Even when they lose. Even when they lose, man. Because they're talking about their defensive coordinator right now. Okay. So, anyways, James, anything else? Uh, it feels good to finally be even against top 10 teams. Yeah. We were one game below even. We are now a flat 500 against the top 10. I think we are in, by the way. We are in sole possession of third place right now with 72 points. Two I'll points behind Boston. Four points behind uh, the Canucks. Vancouver. So we are we are right there at the top of the league, uh, even though we don't beat the top of the league that often. Doesn't matter. We're up there. That's us. I don't want to win the President's Trophy, though. And if, if you don't know, then don't ask. If you know, you know. You don't want to win the President's Trophy. I'm just saying. <laughs> of course, I'm joking, because when we won the Stanley Cup, we won the President's Trophy. But... That was over 20 years ago. Over 20? Yeah, over 20 years ago now. My gosh, time flies. All right, guys. Anyways, thank you guys for watching. And those of you that are listening live, there have been 15 of y'all. Y'all are insane. Go to bed. It's 1030. There's even more of you that are listening afterwards. We appreciate y'all just as much. Please go and use that promo code THPN for DraftKings Sportsbook. Thanks. We thank them for being our sponsor. Uh, Chris is not feeling good tonight. No. Uh, thoughts with Chris. Hopefully he gets to feeling a little bit better and uh, we'll see him on Thursday. Fingers crossed. Please go and check out sarcasticremarks.com. All the latest info is there. It's the quickest way to listen to our episodes. It's the first place that they get uploaded to. <laughs> and as always, along with James, my name is Ryan. We will keep you. We will catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you guys are listening, James, do us a favor and pull Chris. GG Mods. <laughs>